Arguments about nothing is brought to you by Stretchy Pants. Please don't make me go back to real pants. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. Uh, and we're coming back to you today for some laughs, some hypotheticals, some uh, silly questions. If you've never listened to our podcast before, uh, Arguments About Nothing is a show in which we take silly and hypothetical questions and situations, and we argue about them seriously as if they are something, when in fact, they are absolutely nothing. Yep. 2020 has been a year so far, I think for all of us, Uh, and hopefully that this podcast can serve as a little bit of a respite from uh, the outside uh, and, you know, give you some joy. Um, Do we want to just jump right into it? Well, I have a listener question today. All right, let's do it. And those of you who have listened to the show before will recognize the name of my sister, Kate Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Number one fan of the pod, Kate Bennett. Number one fan, who is pretty much uh, always the person that I have listener questions from because Shelby typically gets them. So my sister's question is, the world looks dim. Things are going badly. And there is a ship taking off that is basically a rescue ship. Okay. Think, like, maybe Battlestar Galactica. So far, I can relate to the whole the world looks dim thing. Yeah, I wonder where her mind was at when she thought of this question. (laughs) Couldn't tell you. Anyway, there's a rescue ship, and it can take some people off planet to try and find a new home. The question is, would you get on that rescue ship? And they don't have, like, a destination in mind. The way that she posed it to me is that the rescue ship is a viable option, but... But anything beyond that is unknown. There is still quite a lot of unknown to it. And you'd be leaving Earth forever to whatever Earth's fate may be. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know exactly what that fate's going to be. And you don't know what your own fate is going to be either. Yeah. Um, So many follow-up questions. Uh, First and foremost, how many people are going to be on this rescue ship? Well, I've given you the extent of the question as I received it. Uh, So I think from here on out, we get to basically set whatever parameters we want. Okay. I would imagine it's a big ship. If it's a, like, rescue ship for, like, the fate of humanity. Okay. You know? Yeah. How many, like, how are they deciding who gets on the ship? Well, she didn't specify that either, but you have the chance to get on it. Does anyone else I care about or love have the option to get on the ship? I'm going to guess... Well, do I get a plus one? I don't know if you get a plus one, but I'm guessing you don't get a plus many. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, even if you can take one or two people. Yeah. So, well, it's also like this. I have the opportunity, but like, do other people like, are we applying? Like, so my question is like, is it random? Like it could be anyone on this ship or is it like, has there been some sort of vetting process where like. Only the best of the best of humanity has been chosen to, like, try to, or, like, people who have complementary skills or whatever. Let's say for the sake of argument that it is a random lottery. Oh, that really makes it less interesting to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But there will be some of the best of the best there. Yeah, but, like, if for a system to work, you need complementary skills... 
Yeah, random lottery makes it less interesting to me. Random lottery also says to me that it's possible someone I know is on there, but unlikely if it is yeah. like a ra- like a random lottery for all of humanity. Right. Or it could be like a random lottery plus one, you know, so people can bring their spouse or their child or something. Well, I don't like. Does everyone get a plus one, or only if you have a spouse or a child? Because I don't have a spouse or child. I know that. I okay. meant everyone could have a plus one. I just so you know, we've been friends for a long time. I don't have a child, in case you <laughs> were unaware. Thank you for clarifying. Could you imagine a, if you found out in this moment that I had a secret child I had been keeping you from like... you? I've had a daughter this whole time. No, again, for the record, don't have a daughter. So, other question that would heavily, like, impact my decision. How many, how much supply do we have on the ship? Like, how long can the ship exist before, you know, shit hits the fan? Like, how much food do we have? Yeah, I mean, I would say that they probably are taking enough to conceivably get to another location and start a new colony, right? So... Right, but we don't know where that destination is. It's not guaranteed... It's not guaranteed, but I think, you know, they've packed as much as they possibly could. And it's it's probably, let's just say for the sake of, e- of argument, all things equal, it's probably as likely that you will die on the ship as you will die on Earth, seeing as how things are going. Okay. I just, like, don't want to put myself in a position where I'm going to starve on the ship. So should I, like, not worry about that is my question. I would say don't worry about it because okay. you could also starve on Earth. If sure. things are that dim. Sure, sure, sure. But if I'm going to starve, I'd rather starve in my home around people I love than in space. Yeah. So um, that was that question. So let's assume they just have enough. Um, they have plenty of supplies. Is So two more questions. I'm sorry that I have so many questions about this one. <laughs> well, the thing is, you're asking me questions as if I know the answer, but I'm just, well, I just, I'm just making I, up answers. I can't answer this question until I have the like these parameter questions, because like okay. it, these are questions that drastically change my opinion about this. The first question is, who is behind this mission? Like, who's funding this? Who's in control? Let's, there, there is, again, there's no answer for this. My guess is it's some sort of like international federation of, you know, government agencies, et cetera. So my question is like, is there democracy on the ship or am I just like a child and I'm like being given like my rations and my room and board and like, I have no say in how things are controlled. I mean, let's say it's the UN that did it, right? Uh So I think that their goal would be democracy, but I think as anyone who's watched any sci-fi anything or read any sci-fi books, that can fall apart real easy. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm not going on the ship. Really? Okay. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say that you would go. I'm, I have to say I'm kind of surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I would normally would go. I was. I really want to go. Is my answer. See, like, I because you love adventure so much and travel. And like to me, like I thought you were gonna say, well, if I'm gonna die either way, and it's like unknown and horrible either way, I might as well go to space and like explore space. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's my first instinct. If if I will tell you the parameters in which I would go to space, and I will tell you the parameters in which I would not. Okay. I w- if this were a situation where, like, 
we had all been picked for very specific purposes. Like, I had a specific job to do. Uh, I, I also remember my other question. My other question was, is there a possibility for ships to follow us? Like, we are the, yeah. co- we're colonizing this for a purpose that it will eventually help other humans behind us? I think so. Okay, then maybe I would go to space. So, if this were, like, a mission and not, like, a rescue plan, like, I was specifically chosen for a mission in which I was given the opportunity to save thousands of lives if I was, and it had to be me first because I had specific skills that no one else could do or that I was, like, you know, the best option for, then yeah, absolutely I would do it. Um, If it were just sort of like a, you can save your own skin if you get up, like you have a better chance of saving your own skin if you get on this boat and head off into the unknown, I don't think I would do that. I'm going to die either way. I might as well, you know, enjoy the last bit and like fight for the earth in whatever I can what in whatever ways I can yeah so like I it would depend on those things interesting I don't like the I idea mean, of just running away but if it's in the benefit of making the like things better for people then I'd be down well I mean I think even if it was a rescue it would potentially be in an attempt to save the human race you know like I think yeah, but, like, I don't need to be there for, like, like it's, the way that the parameters sound, it's, like, I'm just a random person. So, like, the the rest, that rescue boat's going on e- even without me. They don't actually need me. Right. Um, I'm not, like, specially suited to help them in any way. So it yeah. feels like I'm not serving my biggest purpose there. Like, it feels like I could have a greater impact in my community that is suffering on Earth. Can I say, so... This is a scenario that I've thought about before, before my sister ever asked it to me, okay. like just shower, just shower thoughts, you mm-hmm. know, like you do. And I, I have specifically had the thought before that I have tried to think about what skill I could possibly have that would warrant me getting on that ship. Yeah, I and can't have never been one. able to come up with anything <laughs> like I'm not needed. I'm not you don't need me on that ship. I have never been able to figure out like a reason why I should be among the elite chosen to like go off and, and yeah, that's why I don't think I should go. I think it, I think that spot would be better served with someone else who like has more skills to bring to the table. So yeah, I don't think I would go, but not because I don't want to go to space. Well, that, I mean, I've learned something new about Shelby. Like, I just thought she would jump at this adventure and... uh, I would be really sad not to go to space. (laughs) Truly, uh, do you remember Mars One? Yeah. I applied to that. Whoa. I have applied to go to space before. I was not selected because there was no... How are you answering this way? (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, Mars One wasn't about a crisis, really, right? Yeah, I mean, crisis or no, I think I wouldn't go. But I, I don't think anyone's surprised about that. I'm shocked, guys. You're shocked? Yeah. <laughs> Jaw no, just mean, hit the ground. For me, it's just like my the value in my life comes from the people in my life. And so I there wouldn't be any scenario under which I would try to save my own life by leaving them all behind. Yeah, so I just, I wouldn't do it. But, you know, like... 
I think you could very easily take the counterpoint of like, well, everyone's going to die either way. I might as well enjoy this last year by adventuring through space and trying to do something, you know? Yeah. Nobody's ever done before. I would be strong. That's just, that's just not me. I'm just a homebody. <laughs> I say in quarantine. I have a question towards you, which is if you went on this mission and it gave, like it provided a better chance for your loved ones to survive. Like, if you were successful in this mission with, like, the other people on the ship, you know, two years from now, there's, like, a possibility that your friends and family could be also rescued to the place that you're setting up home. Would you do it then? Yeah, I think I actually agree with you on the point that, like, if I felt like I, I could actually have value that would make it more likely for other people to live, then yes, I think I would go, which would not be in my mind it wouldn't be like an adventure it would it would actually be more like a sacrifice I think mm-hmm. um to go but I would say I can't again think of a single skill that I would have that would actually make it more likely for the human race to survive same 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 yeah so um didn't become a scientist yeah not so good at engineering not I, I can't even I'm not even like a farmer I have nothing yeah <laughs> so. for me I think they would probably put me in like farmer cook role you know, I would be, like, in charge of the mess hall or something, which I would be fine with, I suppose. If they needed, like, you know, soft entertainment, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I also just think in that situation, there is so much possibility for exploitation of, like, whoever's running the show and isn't who has, like, control over the resources. Like, you are basically a prisoner of the people who have the key to the food stores in that situation. Like, you really, truly have no power. Um, And so without, like, having a lot, a lot of trust in whatever organization was running the show, I would feel pretty uh, nervous about boarding that ship. Yeah, I mean, I think it would tend towards dictatorship and or military, like, like, Battlestar was just the military, you know, and then they, like, had a president, but... sure. That's why I asked about the, like, does democracy exist on the, on the boat? Like, how are we making decisions? How are resources being allocated? Well, I think there's, it's like, it starts that way, but who knows how it ends? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, even that, like, the way that I imagine it being is like the UN was running the show. It's like, I'm not, I'm like a pawn in the UN's game at that point. Like, it's not like. We're sitting around, like, it, I don't, I'm not part of the leadership of that crew, right? I'm just right. a passenger. Um, well, that's why I kind of said, like, even if I went with the expectation that I could help, it would still feel like a sacrifice to me. Yeah. Because I would still feel like I was just basically donating myself in the hopes of creating a solution for the rest of humanity. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Um, There are definitely uh, scenarios in which I would love to go to space. I don't think that is one of them. I like to look up at space. How I think that's about as far as I need to go. How cool would it... So I'm going to change the question a little bit. If you had the opportunity to just go to space, you'd be gone for like two weeks. You eat like very confident you'd be able to come back. You're probably not going to a planet or anything. You're not going that far, but you are going to orbit. You're going to be amongst the stars. You're going to be able to look down at the Earth. Would you go? I'd have to think pretty hard about it, but I have to say 
I'm leaning towards no. Your your gut instinct is nah. Nah. Wow. I feel like there's no way to do that in a way that's not dangerous. Oh, yeah. There's inherent risk, for sure. Yeah. And um, I've never had any... I've just never had any call towards exploring the great unknown of space. I mean, I like sci-fi, but I like like stargazing. But beyond that, like, I don't need to go to space. I don't... I don't need to go to a place where my body is not meant to go. Like, I kind of feel this way about the ocean, too. You know how I feel about the ocean. I'm like, my body was not optimized to be underwater. And it's like, bitch, you think I'm going to space? I want to go swimming. Yeah. I don't. Like, you're acting like you're surprised, but I don't even go into the ocean. Like... Oh, my God. My body is not optimized for this. If my body was supposed to be in the ocean, I would have gills and fins and shit. And if I was supposed to be in space, I would be created differently. I'm supposed to be on the Earth. I'm a Taurus. I'm a bull. I was born in the year of the ox. (laughs) I'm of the Earth. If someone told me that there was an opportunity for me to go to space for, like, a short while, nothing would stop me. I'd quit my job. I would do, like, yeah, I would do anything. But, like, you'd go through all this awful, rigorous training. By the way, everything that I've seen of space looks horribly uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah, I don't think it would be comfortable. And then it'd be very dangerous. It'd be Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. And then you'd be up in space. And then you'd come right back down or you'd die. Yeah. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Sign me up. I also don't understand because I'm like, just look at a picture that they took from space. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, to be, like, you would be one of a handful of people who've ever been able to see, like, you would, like, oh, my God, the wanderlust in me is, like, absolutely, I would fucking go, like, you could not stop me. Oh, God, yes. I don't, to me, it seems so dangerous and so, like, it it just seems so unnecessary, like, okay, yeah, now I, I did this, but it's the same as like to me, it's the same kind of call as like people who want to climb Everest. I would I also not, want to climb Everest. I know, but I'm like, okay, it's super dangerous. You could very easily die, and for what? So you can say you did it, so you can take a picture at the top. Like I do not care. Well, I love hiking, so I think the actual act of it would be very fun. Do you know how many people die though? Like a lot. In Everest, yeah. It's, like, less dangerous than it used to be. The real issue with Everest is that it's melting because of climate change. Uh, and so there's, like, an excrement problem. Like, there are just piles and piles of shit everywhere. And so, like, that's a bigger danger on Everest now. Especially because they have guides and stuff. As long as you do it in a smart way, I don't think it's that dangerous. It's just hard. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They don't have burritos in space. I... <laughs> It would depend heavily on, like, how much, what, like, the rigorous training would look like, too, and, like, how long that would last, I think. I think it's a long time of rigorous training, and I think the whole experience is probably pretty uncomfortable. I mean, like, if I were really dedicated to this dream of going to space, I would have, like, you know, Figured it out. Done it, you know? I would yeah. have, like, studied physics and, like, become an astronaut, and clearly... This is not such a closely held belief that I'm, like, actually putting any effort into doing those things. I think, as a person, I am particularly not well-suited to be an astronaut from, like, a physical and, like, uh, knowledge 
base. <laughs> like, I right. was sh- so bad at physics. <laughs> uh, I don't love math. Like, um, but in a hypothetical world where, like, I could go to space with only a month of training. Yeah. What an insane experience. I, don't, I mean, I would have to think about it, but I, I, my instinct is no. But anyway, it sounds like we would both stay at home on the doomed earth and stay with our friends and family and try to make things better on our home planet. Yeah. yeah? All right. I have like a very similar question. Weird. So maybe this will get cut, but like since we're kind of on the topic, um, would you rather see your friends every day in person, but the internet doesn't exist, or never get to see your friends in person, but you have the fastest and most reliable internet in the world? So the second part is my life right now currently for the last 100 days i would imagine you don't have the fastest and most reliable internet in the world but close okay but i have internet yeah and no no in-person friends yep so your life currently or the ability to see your friends frequently but not have the internet you didn't say frequently you said every day okay does that mean i have to see them every day no as much as you would like okay I see. That's why I said recently. Yeah, I was about to say, because the, the introvert in me was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see. <laughs> oh, so if it was every day, you'd be like, I don't want that. <laughs> that would actually be a point against it. If I had to see people every single day. Can we play with both scenarios? <laughs> well, so you can see your friends whenever you want in person, mm-hmm. but you don't have the internet. Yeah. Or you never get to see your friends, but you do have perfect internet yep i would for sure choose the first one okay. it would be like it would be like time traveling back to the 90s it, truly yeah i was thinking about this you know this is really just going back to the 80s <laughs> right yeah and i you know i'm old enough i remember there were days when i didn't have internet yeah didn't have smartphones didn't have uh like we had a computer when i was growing up but it was those old yeah you know, i remember awful dial up everything and you know also it I grew up on a farm where we didn't even get high speed internet until after I had left for college mm-hmm. and uh and even now when I go home you can't get any cell service cuz there's not a tower nearby yeah. close enough to the farm so I feel like it would just be like transporting myself back in time a little bit or mm-hmm. like out to the boonies you know but it would give me in-person contact and you can have a regular life like that. I mean, obviously I would miss the internet because I've become super dependent on it. I feel like it would make work so much harder. Oh, for sure. Never work from home again. I mean, it would make work from home harder, but it would make everything harder. Everything. Yeah. I have such access to knowledge right now. And content. Can you imagine like, those days when you had to go to the library and look up things in encyclopedias and like yeah. your, your, your understanding was limited to what was printed in those books, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I for mean, sure. Yeah. Anyway, it would be really difficult, but I think a hundred days in quarantine has taught me the alternative is way worse. Wait. So question, what if it, what if you were required to see your friends every day? Like you lived in some kind of group home. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, I mean, that that makes it a little less appealing because there's no part of me that wants to live in a group home. <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> like you, um, you have to share a room with someone else. Like, you have bunk beds. Uh, no. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? I was so confident in my choices. Yeah, so, like, you live in community with a bunch of other people, but you have no privacy ever. I, again, having grown up in a community where people come and go and there's people around all the time and stuff, my introvert self was like, can we lock our doors sometimes, please? Like, can can we sometimes not have people here? Yeah. Um, and and I love, I love seeing my friends, but I, I would always want a day to myself, you know, so. You could have many days to yourself with the internet. Yeah, but here's the, I mean, here's the thing about it is that eventually you go crazy. (laughs) But you can still talk to people on Zoom and stuff. I just feel like, I feel like our bot, okay, I'll say it this way. I feel like the way that our bodies are designed, why am I talking about like evolution so much today? The way that our bodies are designed, the way that we as humans are designed is to be social creatures. Mm -hmm. And through most of human history, that was the way that people lived. And you would be used to it. You would grow used to it and you would find pleasure in it because that's how we're designed to find pleasure as humans. This whole internet thing is brand new and we've all gotten pretty addicted to it, but it's adapting the other way, I think, goes against some very basic natural things that I think would be too difficult to overcome in the long term. That's interesting. I feel like that's how evolution works, though. Your body just ends up adapting to something that it wouldn't have been able to do. So are you Miss Extrovert Shelby choosing the internet? Uh, I didn't say that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, I I, I feel like I've heard the argument a lot where, like, oh, we're not meant to do that. And it's like, but that's how evolution works. We just start doing things we weren't built to do, and then we become built to do them. We would still have tails if we were, like... Not. I, I would say that over the over the long course of history, you're you're right. Sure. But you're talking about me and my life, and <laughs> I'm not evolved sure, that sure. way. And I even didn't spend most of my life with the internet. You know, like yeah. I, yeah, yeah. So I I just don't think that um, I don't think that I personally at this point in human evolution could stand it. Yeah, I don't know. Quarantine has taught me that I'm okay okay with. Like, I don't I, you know, what I found is, like, a lot of people during quarantine have talked about how, like, z- talking to people on the internet isn't the same, and it doesn't, like, give them the same fulfillment and stuff like that, and I don't feel that way. Oh, interesting. Like, talking to people on the internet feels maybe not 100% the same as, like, getting a hug from someone, but, like, it's a pretty good substitute in the same way, like, turkey bacon is a fairly good substitute for bacon. <laughs> you can definitely tell it's different, but you're not going to die, right? <laughs> like, it'll fill you up uh, if you get enough of it, so. I. But what it doesn't help with is, like, skin hunger, which is, like, a real thing, oh, you know? Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you. There are definitely, like, downsides. I agree with you that I have been surprised at how 
how much talking to my friends during quarantine has satisfied my social needs, mm-hmm. I would say I 100% agree with you. Yeah. But if you had asked me this question four weeks into quarantine, I would probably be like, I would take the internet. But now that it's been as long as it has and things like skin hunger start to feel more real and things like, and like I, I can sort of almost feel my personality shifting a little bit, if that makes Same. sense. Yeah. And I, I just start to think like, if this were protracted for years, I think I would just turn into some weird, I would be the weirdest person. Yeah, I think you're right. I also think that like, I have less need for the internet if I'm in community with a lot of people. I just like, don't know how I would do my job without the internet. And I don't know how I would like, I guess we, you know, humans found a way back in the day. It just like, it seems like purposefully making your life so much harder. Well, is the question, like, does everybody else have the internet and just you don't? No, it just doesn't exist. Yeah. So that's the thing. If it doesn't exist, people don't miss it. If it doesn't exist, like, people find a way. But I would miss it. Like, I would remember a time in which I had it, and then it would be gone. But our parents worked most of their lives without internet. Like, my mom is a successful businesswoman who worked you know, most of her her years of career using phones and travel and in-person meetings and sounds so terrible. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like I also remember a time, like I remember when we got our first computer, I remember a time before the internet. I was young, but I remember it. Um, and it sat, it like, I don't know if it's... It makes you sad to think about it. Yeah, it does. It makes me sad to think about it. Like, it it's almost feels like going back to a world without color. You know? <laughs> uh, it's, you know, would make... Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. Al- I think ultimately I would also pick that. I would pick the being, like, seeing my community and seeing people in person. But, man. You'd have to get used to other forms of entertainment again for sure gross (laughs) i mean when i was a kid we played board games and we had family music night and we went camping in the woods and we like it was i remember i probably more than most people my age had a lot of non-internet activities growing up yeah but i'm not used to that anymore i would have to readapt yeah, I love the internet. I know you do, that, but you're not choosing it. I know I'm not, but I can still grieve things that <laughs> I have lost. Grieving so. your hypothetical choice? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really tricky. Anyway, moving on. I think this is funny. I don't know if this. I don't know if this question will have legs, but we're about to find out. What's the best chore to do naked? Oh. <laughs> Um, so, a hundred days in quarantine. So you've done them all naked at this point, right? I've I've experimented, let's just say. (laughs) Bringing some more research to this question than maybe in previous times in one's life. Yeah, um, I would would say I have (laughs) experimented. It's just never come up before, but <laughs> um, I feel like dishes is not a bad choice. Okay. 
Because, like, what's the worst that happens? Do you get sprayed with a little water? Dishes and you naked. Dishes are my answer. Yeah. You're, I mean, it does, there's no harm to it. And also, like, the worst that happens is it's easier to clean up. Yeah. Because if you spray yourself with water, you just wipe it off. The worst chore to do while naked is cooking. Especially oh, with any kind of oil. Bacon. Uh, yeah. Just, like, any time. Like, you want some protection. You yep. know? Um, don't cook naked, folks. Don't cook naked. We've made some mistakes. And by we, I maybe only mean me. But, you nope. know. <laughs> nope, nope. Okay. Hannah's co-signing this message uh, from the folks at Arguments About Nothing. We love you. Please don't cook naked. However, alternatively, I think that na- being naked while doing the dishes is kind of like, you know, a hack. Because if you, like... It's so, like, you're not going to spray yourself, your clothes with water, or you're not going to get, like, gross food remnant, like, wet food remnant on your clothes. Like, if you have, like, a splashy splash situation, super easy to just wipe it off or, like, jump the shower real quick. Also, cleaning the shower, another pretty good answer. Pretty good thing to do while naked, yeah. And I think most of the bathroom stuff... Like, anything that you're doing that requires water, doing it while you're naked, you know, not bad. Why don't I do this more? The more <laughs> I think about it, the more <laughs> the more I think about it, I'm like, why don't I clean the bathroom naked? Um, so, I also just thought of a worse chore to do while naked other than cooking. Mowing the lawn? Well, I was going to say taking out the trash. But also mowing the lawn. Any outdoor chores, probably shouldn't do naked. Cleaning the gutters? Yeah, those things. Don't do those naked. Also potentially, like, woodworking. (laughs) Any kind of carpentry. Yeah, I feel like you would need some protection. Sure. So. So, from the folks at Arguments About Nothing, um, don't do outdoor chores naked. Yeah. I think that's preferable. Gardening? No. <laughs> please, please don't garden. I mean, Weeding. if you live in a situation where you can garden naked safely, I'm not going to tell you no. Here's the thing. You can't garden naked safely anyway, even if you're, like, uh, alone. There's Why? bees, oh. bees, snakes, like, the bugs. N- nature will attack you. <laughs> nature will see you're more vulnerable than normal, yeah. and then it will thrust onto you. Can I just say, and on that regard, so where I grew up on the farm, we used to get these hand-sized spiders, like giant, like wolf spiders, and they would always show up when you were naked. It was like they could tell. <laughs> they, they knew. They knew. They, they knew. would always show up in the in the bathtub they when you're like about to step in. Yeah, they loved the bathtub. So you'd be like naked, and you take your glasses off, and then you're like, "What's that black?" fuzzy thing that's hilarious um or they would show up when you were asleep in your bed you know love it uh i have another question that has something to do with chores okay um would you rather have a magic cupboard that provides you with whatever food you want so if you want a burrito you got a burrito if you want thanksgiving dinner you just start pulling it out like fully prepared plated ready to eat it is going to have to be something fucking amazing to beat this. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you have this magic cupboard. Uh-huh. Or two, 
a magic house that just cleans itself. You never have to do dishes again. Every, you can drop clothes on the floor. They immediately launder themselves and fly to your closet and hang themselves up. There's no dust anywhere. You're, you know, everything is always in its correct place and you don't have to put it there. The floors are always spotless and squeaky clean and you never have to clean a toilet ever again in your whole life. No, food. Food. <laughs> food covered. <laughs> <laughs> not even a hesitation. No, no, no hesitation. Really? Yeah. Why? Tell me more. You just love cleaning? I will say, I don't hate cleaning. I don't, it, it doesn't bother me that much. You put a podcast on, you like clean and listen to an audio book. Like it's not, to me, I really don't mind it that much um, as a chore versus I do really mind cooking and if I could, but there's so much more to it. Like you don't have to do the dishes if you don't have to cook, you know, well, nearly as much. So you already get sort of some benefits on the cleaning side from that. You can have whatever you want without going to the grocery store. You don't have to order out. You save a ton of money. Basically my biggest expense in the world is just like food You can have whatever you want and it's all going to taste amazing. So you don't have to risk like spending an hour cooking something and then you accidentally burn it or it doesn't turn out right. You don't have to worry about meal planning ever again or like you have everything but one ingredient that you need. If you have people over, you can just pull out like a whole party's worth of food. Like you don't ever have to ask them to like help you buy a pizza. You don't have to cater anything. Like food is a three times a day, like every day has to be done all the time, has to be paid for, planned for all the time versus like, you know, like, yeah, you, you clean a little bit here and there, but like, you're not doing that every single day and you're not, I don't know. I just think, I just think there are too many benefits to the food portion. I will argue that I feel like you have to clean a little bit every day. Like there is no day that you get by, like, so either you're going to do the dishes or, like, there are days you clean more than others. Sure. But, like, you clean at least a little bit every day. Yeah. I'm definitely going cleaning because wow. I like to cook. So I think I would be sad a little bit to have this magic cupboard. And, like, I, it, it would definitely be useful, but, like, it would take away one of my biggest hobbies. <laughs> but you could still cook if you wanted to cook. I know, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I would like it, like... I don't, the idea that I would just be doing one of my hobbies less, or I have a completely clean apartment all the time. And like on the, on the days I didn't want to cook, I could just order food, you know? Like, I, I feel like I kind of have a magic cupboard already and it's called (laughs) seamless. Seamless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, I don't, I guess I could if I really wanted to hire a cleaning lady. But, and, like, you know, that, but, like, I don't, I still don't think they're, I would have to hire, like, a full-time maid to get anything close to this, like, magical world in which my apartment just cleans itself. I mean, but you would save so much on not buying food that you would probably be able to hire a cleaning lady. Good question. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Between the two of them, I like cooking. Meal planning doesn't feel like a chore. But so, like, So, okay, if you want some really interesting, unique, 
difficult to cook thing. That sounds so fun. I love cooking hard things. It's my favorite thing to do. I love learning new recipes. I like the harder, the better. Like that's a challenge. I could say to this magic cupboard, like, I want the, I want the incredible meal that I had in Italy eight years ago recreated for me or the stuffed Moroccan cauliflower that I remember still from when I was 12. Like, you, you could ask for anything that you may or may not be able to produce by yourself. You may not even have access to the ingredients yourself. Like you, and, and even if you did, it would take so much like planning and work to get to that point to eat it versus you could just be like, I want that thing that I've been dreaming of for eight years. Yeah, but like, I like the work part. Like, that's the thing you're not getting. <laughs> that Like, I feel so accomplished at the end of like, wow, I made this. I mean, it would be like tell, I, it would be like asking a painter, like, "Here's a magic wand that'll just paint things for you. Do you want it?" It's like, no, I want to make things myself. That makes that's what makes me happy. But again, what you could tell the magic cupboard, just give me all the ingredients, and then you could make it yourself if it's sure. the cooking part that you enjoy. Again, I feel like I kind of already have a magic cupboard. It's called Instacart. But you have to pay for it. Yeah, I still, like, I don't, like, I have to pay for clean. like, I hate cleaning. I don't, I, like, taking out, so. taking out the trash sucks. I, like, don't like doing the dishes. Like, all of it is just so much stress, and, like, my house is never as clean as I would like it to be because I have to do it. <laughs> and, like, my disdain for cleaning is higher than my disdain for living in the, you know, like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just, like, the idea of, like, never, ever again having to, just knowing that I will never have to clean again is just too good to pay. It is a priceless, I don't spend that much money on food, you know? I just don't, I guess, I don't know. I, I have a small apartment. I don't feel like I spend that much time cleaning. And when I do, I'll, like, set an afternoon aside and I'll, like, put on an audiobook or, like, some music I want to dance to and I'll listen to the Hamilton soundtrack and sing very loudly and vacuum. I like, will say I, that... It's just not that bad to me. I will <laughs> say prior to quarantine, this might have been different. It's just because, like, I'm home all the time. That my apartment, That's true. My apartment gets messy so quickly now that I feel like I have to clean multiple times a week in like a more concerted effort than ever before. Yeah. We're generating way more mess. I'm kind of thinking non-quarantine days when I'm answering this question oh. because like we're I too am spending a ton of time cleaning right now cuz I'm here all the time. Yeah. But yeah. I go through my dishes so quickly. I have to take out the trash out multiple times a week cuz it's just like I'm producing like I'm I'm just always here. I also feel like I'm a pretty good cook. So, like, there's not a lot of meals that I really, like, love that I feel like I couldn't recreate. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a big difference between you and I. Yeah, like, I'm making bibimbap after we talk today. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm very excited about it. But, you know, like, I I am a more, like, seasoned cook than I think most people are. So, I like, I think for some people telling them that they have to cook forever or whatever means that they're eating spaghetti and grilled cheese forever. And that would probably, I would probably pick a magic cupboard if I were them. Yeah. Way to call me out, Shelby. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think don't you can just, cook more than that. <laughs> I, can, I can cook more than that. But um, 
I, I think it's it's a time saving, all the time spent cooking. It's a fact that you could eat whenever you want. Like when you're really, really hungry, you don't want to like take all the time that it takes to cook something. You could just grab it out of the cupboard. Yeah. And it's the, and it's the cost saving. Yeah, I fully understand why someone would pick the cupboard. I just yeah. would not. Okay. So. Uh, oh, well, when we're bunked up together in our bunk beds, <laughs> I'll have a magic cupboard. <laughs> Honestly, it would be perfect because your space would be clean. Uh-huh. You could give me food. It would I be, could get your ingredients. Yeah, it would be great. Do you want to do a would you still go out with them? Yeah. Okay. Six months in, you're dating this perfect person. They seem great. Like, you're super happy. Like, you know, this relationship's going really well. And then you find out they have been leading a double life. They are secretly a clown. (laughs) (laughs) And they have been purposely keeping their clowning from you. You find out about it because you're cleaning their apartment for them as like a surprise for their birthday and you find a bunch of clown props underneath their bed. They have been lying to you and sneaking out to children's birthday parties (laughs) at least twice a month for the entirety of your relationship. Do you know, (laughs) it's not the clown thing that I'd have a problem with. Yeah, of course. If you want to be a clown, be a clown. You know, I... I've got no clown judgment here. I wouldn't say I have a clown phobia. I wouldn't say I, I would seek out the company of a clown. <laughs> is that, is that a I... pro? It's not like a, oh, baby. Yeah. It's not like, oh, put that red nose on. You know, like, yeah. that's not, I, I yeah. But you don't, it's the you lying don't, that bothers me. You don't want to see know? their balloon animal? <laughs> Shelby just did her own rim shot. <laughs> pantomime <laughs> uh yeah i mean there's a lot of fun to be had with a clown but i <laughs> there is a lot of fun to be had with a clown anna you're correct <laughs> the clown aspect is not what bothers me sure it's the fact that they lied to me about a significant part of their life for six months yeah and clearly didn't trust me enough with it uh-huh. to tell me the truth. Yeah. You know, well, I would read that as a real bad sign for our relationship that they didn't trust me enough to be like, I need to tell you something important. Yeah. People in their past have not been accepting of their clowning ways. And they just liked you so much that they, they thought they'd find a time to roll it out gently and you beat them. It's just never a good t- time. Yeah. It's just never a good time to tell someone you're a clown. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah. There was that one time that they were going to tell me, but then I had just watched a season of American Horror Story, and I was all freaked out about clowns, and then they decided it wasn't the right time. Yeah, I mean, it just, it kept feeling bigger and bigger. The longer they went without telling you, the weirder it became to tell you, and they panicked, and... Yeah, started hiding giant shoes underneath the bed. Yep. I mean, I think it's six months. Six months, yeah. I think we could maybe talk through it. Okay. I think if six months in, I think is about the time when you start learning things you didn't want to know about <laughs> about your significant other. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're a little you're a little less on your best behavior. Yeah, you've 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 sort of let your guard down in some ways, and and some real personality traits yeah. have started to come out. And if one of those personality traits is that you're a clown. <laughs> 
the part that bothers me the most is more just like you lied to me about where you were. I yeah. don't like that. I don't like well, that. Well, what aspect. if he told you he was at a birthday party? He just didn't mention that it was a child's birthday party and he was the hired entertainment. You just thought he had a lot of friends and he was going to birthday parties twice a month. Yeah, I mean, I would I would want to I would want to follow up and and make sure that that was a true thing that he was telling me that it was actually a child's birthday party. You know, not that he, like, I would want to make sure that those clown pants were not tearaway clown pants. You know what I mean? Oh, so you wouldn't date a male stripper? Well, I would just want to make sure he's <laughs> telling me the truth. But would it change things if you were a male stripper? <laughs> Do you know, I think I could get over it if he was a clown. I think I could get over it if he was a male stripper. But, but not if, both. if his male stripper persona was a clown... <laughs> You know, he's perfect for any kind of party. I think that one might He, he transitions me. from day to night. <laughs> Could you imagine that kind of party? All the kids take a nap. It's time for the moms to have a party now. Oh my god, they take turns honking his nose. Yeah. Uh, and that, that could button. be your man. That could be the love of your life. But he takes out that little flower that sprays water and just turns it on himself and starts spraying himself yeah. down. Yeah. He gets yeah. he gets the ladies to climb into the small car with him. Lots of jokes about the size of your shoes, meaning the yeah. size of something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do with that information? If you found out that not only is he a male stripper, which I don't have a problem with, for the record, but that his persona was male stripper clown. Yeah. Very niche. I would I would be so intrigued I would have to keep dating him at least for a little while. Okay, but let's let's go back. Retrace our steps. He's he not a, a stripper. He's right. just a clown. Right. Again, it's not the lifestyle choice I have a problem with. Sure. It's the, it's the lying. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd have to talk about it. If he sat down and kind of told me about his history of, you know, clown. people leaving him yeah. after finding out he was a clown, I would want to know why he was a clown. What know? if it's not because people left him because he was a clown? What if it's because he's a really, really famous clown and he didn't want you to just be after his clown money? Oh, well, then I totally stay with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, this was more of like, a, you know, people have used me in the past because I they just were wanted so... to be a regular person. Yeah. I just like, I didn't want you to know about like that I'm the clown, you know? Yeah. I think I would forgive that. And may I just say for the record for any celebrities out there who are listening to us, <laughs> if you wanted to pretend to be a regular person and date me and then drop it on me six months in that you're actually a famous celebrity. <laughs> I'm down. I'm here for I, it. Coolio. I would forgive you. Okay. All right. So then let's go back to the scenario in which he's not famous. He's a regular just, He's been rejected a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think we might have to... I think it would take a lot of, of real deep discussions because I would have to get over some trust issues. I'd probably have to see his act. Let's sure. be real. Before I could make a real decision, I would have to see his act. What if he's terrible? What if he's a that's, really yeah, bad that's clown? Yeah, that's the problem. But it's his dream and he loves it and brings him joy. And every day he hopes to get a little bit better. I mean, 
I would probably still be fine with it as a person. Assuming this is like a person I love, yeah. you know? Um, but it would He's make great it harder. in every other way. Yeah. Feels like, like you won the lottery. It would make it harder just because, like, then you just have to pretend that you enjoyed watching bad clowning. You could provide constructive feedback. Maybe. But <laughs> regardless, all of my answers to every scenario you've thrown at me have been, we'll yeah, work it out. You're working it out with the clown man, which, you yeah. know, admirable. So now I would like to hear <laughs> your thoughts on this. Um, I mean, very similar to yours. I don't think we disagree that much on this one. Like, hilarious. I would be upset just insofar it's like, you're not, you're not allowed to lie to me just right. because you're uncomfortable. Right. Like, if I'm going to date you, I need to date all of you. And if clowning is a significant part of your life, you have to share that <laughs> with me. Um, yeah. You can't just, like pretend to be the person you think I want you to be. You have to be your full self. Yeah, I like, it is a big lie, right? Like, it's a significant portion of his life. It feels very specific to leave something. Like, he can't possibly think that, like, oh, well, it just hadn't come up yet. Like, at what point was I supposed to ask you, are you a clown? (laughs) You know? Right. (laughs) Although... Can I just say, my assumption here was, like, it's not his full-time job. It's, it's not. Like a, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. So, like, he is still employed in the way you think he's employed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all a lie. Like, every day he goes to the office, he's actually going to the circus. Right. Could you imagine? That would be wild. No, he's just lying about, you know, this one hobby he has that he feels a little silly about. I don't know. Like, it's definitely unattractive. Because also, I feel like, if you're passionate about something... You shouldn't feel shame about it. Like, this to me signals that he's really uncomfortable with himself, which I don't love. Uh, But I think it's, you know, it's not an immediate I'm gone, especially if we've built up a strong rapport over the last six months. But it is like a, this, we seriously need to talk about this and like why you would feel the need to do this. Yeah, I would say six months is really... I think the timeline is important. Like, I would yeah. say six months is, like, the the longest you could probably go with me sort of being forgiving of that. Yeah. Like, there's probably things I haven't told him at six months either that I feel shame about. Yeah. I, probably not that big and important parts, but maybe things in my history or past or whatever. So, like, I do think that six-month mark is is a time when you're really reflecting on your relationship and, you know, learning more about each yeah. other that isn't all, like, bright sunshine and flowers. Yeah. Well, in his case, <laughs> you haven't learned about all of the bright sunshine and flowers yeah. in his life because he's a clown. But you yeah. know what I mean. I think if it was longer than that, like, if you've been dating for several years, That's no. a problem. Yeah, so it's an interesting bell curve, right? Because if he doesn't tell you at one month, that's not a big deal at all because you're still getting mm-hmm. to know each other. You truly just haven't gotten there yet. Right. You might have had, like, four dates at that point. But, yeah, like, and for a while on that chart, the longer he goes without telling you, the worse it gets. Yeah. I think, yeah, I guess it's just that curve, because it continues, like, the longer. And so there's a cutoff at some point on that curve of, like... Yeah, because I can can imagine having a hobby that your, your partner doesn't find out about, because it's like you're... 
you're like, oh, I didn't tell you I love watching Supernatural whenever you're not here. You know, yeah. like I can I can imagine having like a hobby that you find as a guilty pleasure. Although I'm I'm very open about that. <laughs> but but like what I mean, it's the fact that he's like purposefully go, going yeah. to places and sort of and specifically telling you like he's doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would give him I would keep keep seeing him but definitely have like we would have to have some talks about yeah. it for sure. But neither of us are we're both okay with clowns is what oh, yeah. what it comes down to. Oh yeah, I would have so many questions. How did you get into this? What do you like yeah. about it? I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. Like, we're doing a comedy podcast. We're mm-hmm. interested in performance and art and humor. Cool. I think I think we did it. Yeah. So what does your hypothetical world look like, Shelby? Well, I'm staying on the earth uh, so I can continue to wash my dishes naked. <laughs> and I'm dating a man who is a clown. And we also live in a communal living situation because, uh, and we don't have the internet. So, yeah, so, but it's spotless. Uh, it is spotless. I never have to clean again, which is yeah. honestly, as far as our hypothetical worlds go, other than the fact that like the human race is dying and stuff, not bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big other, like that's a big, that's sure. a big caveat. Sure. But like my immediate vicinity sounds okay. Yeah, like, in my hypothetical world, I'm basically, like, back to living in the communal farm where I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, with a bunch of friends. And I can provide them food with from my magic cupboard yeah. all the time. And so they all really like me. What a treat. I am so popular. Yeah. <laughs> um, Me and my clown boyfriend, we hang out all the time. Maybe he's in the other bunk, so, like, maybe we don't have a roommate. I don't know. Yeah, I, it does sound like a nice life, I will say. Um. Except for the lack of internet. Yeah. This is not an introvert-friendly environment I've created for myself. Yet you're stuck here. Uh, so uh, I think that's about it for this episode of Arguments About Nothing. Yeah, if you enjoyed what you listened to today, we hope you'll check out some of our previous episodes. Uh, we hope that you'll tell a friend. If you have a spare second, you can go on to iTunes and uh, and rate us and review us if you want to hit that subscribe button so you don't have to see you know you'll see immediately whenever we have new episodes up even better yeah but really word of mouth is really important tell a um, friend for any new podcast and so we appreciate anyone who's already told a friend and um and we appreciate all of you who are about to go tell a friend yeah i i have found that i listen to arguments about nothing is a really great icebreaker fact So if you find yourself at, like, a situation where you need to tell people about yourself, maybe use that one. And if you haven't yourself chosen a world in which you never have to clean your apartment again, I have heard from several people that it's very good listening while cleaning. Yeah. So, like, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, and we'll see you next time. Um, And until next time, keep fighting.